Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Nick Smith. Cold intro today. Um, I think I forgot to set the uh, the uh, intro music. My bad. Uh, anyway, we are going to be doing our Western Conference recap uh, slash basketball player index for the teams in the West. Uh, Joel will be joining me in just a bit, but before we get into all of that news, we got a little bit of news coming down the pipes uh, as far as uh, some ongoing roster uh, things with various teams. So I'm going to cover that really briefly before uh, Joel joins me. So we got a report uh, that came in via Woj. Wesley Johnson has been traded to the New Orleans Pelicans in exchange for Alexi Agencia. Uh, trade basically, uh, it's, it's essentially just to save money for the Clippers. Uh, they save about $800,000 in cap space with this trade, and they were going to cut Wesley Johnson anyway. That was bound to happen. So, uh, you know, I mean, it makes sense on their end, but as far as as far as the uh pelicans of course you're getting a very serviceable player in Wesley Johnson i mean he he's he's not going to be a game changer for your team but at least you add somebody on the wing who you know, can can help you out there. Whereas Alexei Gentil wasn't going to give you anything, has not given you anything in probably two, three years. Um, so it makes a lot of sense on their part. They had plenty of room before the luxury tax to make this deal work uh, and, and, and not have to really worry about the extra $800,000. So, I, I really like the deal. I mean, it makes sense for both sides, uh, particularly the Pelicans, uh, who, as I said, desperately, desperately need the wing space, um, the, the wing position to be fortified on their team. I still I, – I always wonder, will Wesley Johnson start for this team? I, maybe, because um, I think right now you either got Solomon Hill who's coming back on an injury, Darius Miller, uh, who's, yeah, like, not really a, a starting caliber player in the league as of right now. And 
Antoine Moore, who, you know, I mean, he's six foot five. His, his wingspan's not terrible, but it's not great. I don't necessarily know if I would want him to be my starter. Maybe, but I, I, eh, I don't know. Um, but you know, for bang for your buck, the fact that the Pels didn't have to give up really anything to get Wesley Johnson, it just makes a whole lot of sense. If nothing else, he adds to their depth, and you know that's going to help out a lot for this roster moving forward. Another bit of news. Miles Turner has reportedly signed $80 million four-year contract extension with the Indiana Pacers. That is makes all the sense in the world. Um, th- this is obviously a guy who has a lot of potential. Indiana, it is certainly in their best interest to uh, retain him uh, and, and not really... Uh, they definitely don't want a situation in which he gets uh, – essentially they get outbid because they don't – Indiana's a team, they have kind of a finite amount of money that they're going to be willing to spend. So it, it makes sense that they would want to go ahead, lock up Miles Turner, and you know basically have him on the books for the next four years. Now, I was not – uh, in the articles that I read, it wasn't it wasn't clear whether he has a player option on the fourth year. One would hope that Indiana would not give him that, um, but it, it wasn't clear. But I, I think overall, this this makes a whole lot of sense for Indiana, for and for multiple reasons really. If you're going to, you know, you, I mean. You definitely want to keep him, whether you're going to keep him long term, or whether Demontis Sabonis might end up <laughs> kind of surpassing him as your go-to center uh, for your lineups. And if that's the case, I think at a twenty million dollar a year deal with someone that young and with that much potential and that much talent, you could easily trade him. Um, to various teams around the league uh, who would like to have a an athletic big who can hit outside shots and protect the paint. That is exactly what you want in today's NBA. So that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Um, but Joel is here. Uh, what's up, Joel? Hi, what's up? Uh, nothing much, man. Just just uh, talking a little bit of uh, NBA news before we jump into our Western Conference recap. Uh, just uh, your your thoughts, Wesley Johnson going to the Pels and Miles Turner uh, getting the $80 million uh, four-year extension. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two things? Well, Wesley going to the Clippers, I mean, to the Pelicans, uh, great. Great for the Pelicans because they don't have really a lot of wing depth. Uh, He'll add something. He's always kind of been a journeyman. Yeah. And Wesley Johnson's not. (laughs) If anything, he's just been a a reliable player at the the very least on all the teams he's been on, but not really anybody that's going to change anything. (laughs) He's a decent role player, uh, you know, so – and he's managed to they carve out that type of niche uh, in his game for the teams that he served, mostly in L.A. (laughs) So – 
he adds some length and athleticism to a squad that doesn't have a lot of that um, because they're either big or small in fucking New Orleans for some reason. Um, there's no middle ground <laughs> for some reason. Um, right. So f- for me, um, I'm happy for the, them for getting a wing. Uh, I would hope they get a better wing in the future, but, you know, I'll live with it. You know, they got that, and then they got rid of Vashinka, who they fucking never use anyway, and he's become a waste yep. of a big man who can never stay healthy. So it is what it is. Good good for New Orleans to pick up some type of wing depth. Um, and Miles Turner getting his money, good. You know, see, like you were saying earlier, this four years, a uh, lot of potential, still young, even if he doesn't turn out to be the starter of the future, it's only for four years. It's not like you're like maxing and you know, and, and, and it's a long-term type of thing. It's, it's a decent contract for a dude that's definitely going to be serviceable for the Patriots long-term. Well, short-term, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I also read in the article uh, involving the Wesley Johnson trade, they're they're going to cut Juwan Evans, which kind of surprised me like I felt like you should at least be able to trade him to somebody like I'm not saying you would necessarily get anything in return but it would seem like you would you would be able to trade him and at least get the money off your books and not have to pay him the money um you know for which you're cutting him and I was and just in general I was I was a little surprised I mean obviously they have a lot of bodies they got to you got to get down to 15 players, but I was just I was a little surprised that like he was the guy that they ended up you know basically just walking away from. Um, what were your thoughts on that? And uh, I mean, where where do you see uh, maybe do you see Jawan Evans uh, being picked up by a team maybe on a a two way contract? Um, and if so, like uh, where do you think he might fit in? I do. I think uh, he'll definitely find a place somewhere. I like Dewan Evans. I think he'll end up finding a home somewhere. You know, I don't think he's a bad player. He's just, you know, this, there was no room in Los Angeles for him. It just wasn't. He's the odd man out. And trust yeah. me, there's going to be teams out there like, like the Suns that are, you know, <laughs> there's going to be spots. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah, you know, the Suns definitely come to mind. Um, like, they have a lot of young point guards, but – um, yeah, they I just mean, got you know, rid of Shaq, I, Shaq Harrison. I figured that was going to happen because he was on a non-guaranteed contract, and they um, actually ended up, as you, um, I, I, I won't say predicted, but in, in some way predicted, they they ended up uh, re-signing uh, Isaiah Cannon. So when they did yeah. that, I was like, then they're probably going to get rid of Harrison. Um, we're not going to like you know pick up his deal. So that doesn't surprise right. me, honestly. Um, you know, I could I could see even a team like the Hawks. Um, I mean, they obviously have a lot of roster spots. Like they don't really have any open roster spots. But uh, I, I, you know, I could see, um, you know, them maybe thinking, hey, let's get him in. Let's give him a ten day contract and you know see what he can do. And maybe if he you know impresses us. Um, you know, we'll find a way to make space for him on this roster. Um, just, just because right. they're, they really only have two point guards. Minus, um, I think his name's Jalen Adams, uh, who is our two-way player point guard. Um, so three altogether, but one's a two-way player. Um, and you know, usually you want to have three point guards on your active roster. 
So, I, I mean, I can see that as a possibility. And then there's just, you know, some teams out there who just, you know, lack any amount of depth who, you know, might be interested. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping the best for him. I, uh, I thought he was a really good pickup along with Sundarius Thornwell uh, for the Clippers' last draft uh, when they didn't have any mm-hmm. draft picks and they were somehow able to essentially buy those uh, the rights to those two guys. So that was, I thought it was a, a good move for them. But obviously, like you said, with Pat Beverly coming back, Theodosic coming back, and, you know, them dropped in Gilgis Alexander, not room on the roster. Um, and, and that it's happens good. sometimes. But, uh, yep. but anyway, let's jump into our Western Conference teams. And we're going to start alphabetically, as we did with the East, with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, so, obviously, we we very much analyzed, probably overanalyzed, the Atlanta Hawks side of the, the Mavericks trade. Um, what did you think about the Mavericks offseason? What kind of grade do you give them? And, and what do you think as far as either where they finish in the West or, or where you kind of look at them uh, as far as the power ranking overall? In terms of just they're getting play talent and adding talent. I have to give them almost, I guess, a B plus. They ended up drafting Luka Doncic, or you know, trading to get Luka Doncic technically. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course they ended up picking up DeAndre Jordan, the guy that they wanted years ago. They got in for another for a year to help them make some type of playoff push because apparently they're going to make a playoff push, at least for you know for Dirk's sake. At least that's what it seems like. And um, I don't blame and I, them. I'm and not saying admirable. they will. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I mean, I don't think they will, but I do. I I, I, I respect them to do for doing it because, um, you know, Dirk's gonna retire soon, and you just want to go up on top. So if they do make it to the playoffs, that'd be great for him, you know, and that'd be completely surprising to me. But it'd be at least, you know, a cool story for him to go out. I don't know if he's retiring next year, but you know, he can. I think I would go out if you make the playoffs this year. You got lucky. Go, you know, fuck it. <laughs> I try to get right. there and just keep, you know, go out on a high note. So if they do get it, that, uh, get that far, uh, good for him, good for them. But for me, um, I have to give, I'll give them a B plus because they did a lot of cool moves. They, they added, um, they had some decent depth. I still don't understand the way they use their guards. Aside from their main guards, I don't get like using Devin Harris and JJ Barea. I don't know their obsession with those two guys, but they love them. <laughs> they love play. Them three-point guards if they could just to play those guys, but they and they will. They'll do it. I've seen them do it. <laughs> so um, I think I think you just, commented to me last year saying there was one game you saw where they literally played four-point guards at the same time. It was ridiculous, dude. I'm telling you. I suck. <laughs> it's like playing – back in the day, 2K was like that. If all your point guards were high-rated, they'll play all four point guards at the same time. I'm like, this is fucking fake. And then the last year it happened. I'm like, this is fake. It's not real. What am I watching? But – yeah, but yeah, Dallas. Is a, the fucking two K is like the uh, fucking Simpsons, man. They predict everything. <laughs> exactly, it's so weird. But yeah, for sure, it's just I give them credit for trying. Uh, they made some decent moves this summer, and I expect I need I need to see what what their depth like in terms of guys like uh, Powell and Kleber Kleber Kleber. I think his name is Kleber Kleber. Uh, yeah, Finney, right, Finney Smith. I need to see Kleber. more. 
Maybe it is Kleber. He's German, I think, too. So I need more yeah. from those guys, honestly. I need to, if they can't produce enough, they're not going to get too far. But they have a good core between uh, with Harrison and and um, Harrison Barnes and Luka Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, they have nice young nucleus to go forward with, uh, and they have that two really good veterans in Jordan and Dirk. Um, so they they have a chance, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. I give them a B, um, so not quite as good as you, but just a notch below. Um, I I mean, I absolutely love them picking up Doncic uh, in that deal. I I do feel like they gave up a little too much, given where they are as far as their their um, the the talent that they have on the team. Um, I mean, you right. know how much I love Luca. Uh, I think he's going to be great. Right, but right. Yeah, I mean. So was LeBron James, and, you know, when he played in Cleveland for the first seven years of his career, they never put anybody around him. Um, I think Dennis Smith is a is a really good piece um, mm-hmm. as long as he can stay healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think that's not necessarily the type of player that I would want to pair Doncic with, but I don't think he's a detriment because I think they're different enough um, that in the fact that, Doncic can be a really great facilitator, which is not necessarily Dennis Smith's strong suit. Um, that like he can help sort of um, uh, counterbalance Dennis Smith's weaknesses on the offensive end. Um, so I do like that defensively. I I definitely have um, a few concerns, but. I, too, I agree with you. Uh, the two of them, coupled with Harrison Barnes, is a really good young core. The fact that they gave up a future first-round pick with a very, very minute protection, uh, top five protected next year, um, so that pick is probably going to convey. I don't think, I mean, barring any sort of injury, I don't think there's any way that they end up as one of the bottom five teams in the league. But I... I don't. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I mean, I I know Jawan. Yeah. He Jawan said that that's his sleeper team, um, and I and okay. I applaud him well, on 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 right. picking a legit sleeper because me, you and me did not pick my. I think my best sleeper mm-hmm. is Detroit. Like, and that's not really right. a sleeper because the East is like uh, wide my open. My sleeper is New Orleans, and they made the playoffs right. last year. So <laughs> right, uh, and you know, swept the fucking three seed. So obviously it's right, a very right, different right. team from last year. Um, right. But you still have Anthony Davis, so it's it's hard to call that a legit sleeper. Mm-hmm. And same thing with me. It's same thing with Detroit. It's not really a legit sleeper. So um, right, right. so you know, I mean, I think I think both Jawan and Luke have have with Jawan with the Mavs and oh, Luke, Luke. Cavs. Um, oh, the Cavs. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, yeah, yeah. He, he he has the Cavs. It's the six. They intrigue me. No way. They intrigue me. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They they are intriguing. I'm I'm I don't have them picking the playoffs though, especially on the sixty. No. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I I like what they're doing. I'm I'm worried they're pushing their chips in too soon for Luca. Um, like like I said, he's a fucking amazing prospect, and I think he's going to be a brilliant player. Um, but you still have to have pieces to surround them with. And if you're giving up, uh, you know, a future first, uh, like a high first especially, um, to get him, it's, it's, it's tough. And I don't think Jordan I – don't, I don't look at DeAndre Jordan. I mean, he signed a one-year deal. 
I don't look at him as being there long term now. Here's the thing. Dallas has no. cap space, so they can go out and use that. They got a max slot, you know, for next season. So they can go out and use that if they can like really get a legit player to come to their squad. You know who I'd really love to see go there, Joel? Fucking KD. Mm. I would love, Ooh. like, I don't think it's fucking going to happen whatsoever, but, you no. know, like, a lot of these teams get thrown around as far as, like, well, KD could go to New York and he could, you know, rebuild his image there or he, you know, he could go here or there. Like, I actually think Dallas, like, almost makes the most sense um, because, I mean, he could go to Dallas, play alongside Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr., Luka Doncic, and uh, Harrison Barnes, and and be like the leader of that team. Obviously, he's gonna pretty much be a leader no matter where he goes. But like, groom these guys. Really, like, like he, he if if they won a championship there, he it would fucking totally rewrite the the story of his career um, and his decision and all that shit. Um, and actually, I would like I, I would find myself rooting for him if he made that kind of decision. Like, I I would. I, you know, I, I haven't rooted for him since he went to Golden State, but in that case, I would. And I actually think that team would be really, really fucking good. I mean, any team that adds KD is going to be really fucking good. But you you have a guy like Luca who who's going to constantly grow as a player in this in this league. Some a super athletic guy like um, Dennis Smith, and then and then just like a you know a, a really solid um, fringe All Star talent in um, Harrison Barnes, um, and I say that like not in the West, but like if he played in the East, he'd be a fringe all-star. I guess I should qualify that. Um, like, I, I mean, he, I think he's on to bar with, uh, on on to bar. He, he, he's on par with like a Tobias Harris. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that would be a, a solid core four, and it would definitely shake up the league. But anyway, we're, we've rambled on about Dallas already too fucking much. Um, we're going to end up in the same fucking situation we did the last time. Uh, let's move on. Um, oh, FBI, I got him 21 overall. Um, so, I mean, that that's the ninth overall pick. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in him. I think I got him maybe 12th, 11th or 12th in the West. Um, just, like, just above, I want to say, uh, Memphis, I believe. So, but we'll see. There's a lot of really good teams in the West. It's gonna be really hard uh, for a team like sure. Dallas or Memphis oh. or Phoenix to make the playoffs. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Denver. Um, Denver was able to get out of the luxury tax. They um, essentially had to give up a first round pick and two second round picks to do it. Uh, the two seconds went to Philly uh, for. Um, actually, I think it was three second-round picks. Um, but two, I, I believe two second-round picks went to Philly for them taking Wilson Chandler, and then they gave up a first and a second uh, in the um, Brooklyn-Atlanta deal. Um, but they were able to do it. They were able to get out of the luxury tax. They were also able to retain all of the guys that they really needed to retain. Um, and, and, and namely, I mean, it was pretty much I, I would say just one guy um and you know that was um oh shit what's his name uh Barton 
they were able to retain Barton. Well, Martin. So that was yeah. yes, that was that was a very big move for them. They were able to get Isaiah Thomas on a um essentially like a veteran minimum deal, <laughs> which was fucking amazing for them to add that kind yeah. of like offensive potentially uh, like offensive talent. Um to their bench, uh, and they also drafted Michael Porter Jr. So, like, all in all, they had to give up a lot to stay out of the luxury tax, but the fact that they were able to do it, um, and the fact that, like, honestly, they've been drafting, like, right in the middle of the pack for a while now. Um, it's not like they needed another middle-of-the-pack draft pick. And the fact that they were able to get a guy in Michael Porter Jr., at number 14, who could potentially end up being the best player in this draft. He's got that potential. Um, so it's it's like they they got like a, I don't know, like a like a little blessing uh, going on for them, or at least uh, potentially anyway. Um, I, I really like what they did. I'm going to give them a B plus uh, for this offseason. Yeah, I, I concur. Denver is the team I liked last year. Uh, going into the season because they had a strong core of young, like a good strong young nucleus, and then they brought in Paul Millsap. I'm like, why? And I remember Paul Millsap signing there, and me going, why? Why would you go to Denver? It just didn't make sense to me. It just in my all my in my brain, it just wasn't. I wasn't processing. But like, after the season went on, I'm like, yeah, I can see why he, he. I mean, he ended up getting hurt and not really being a big factor, but. I see what they were trying to do. They needed a nice vet uh, to come in and uh, lead that squad uh, to possibly making the playoffs. And if he was healthy, I think they probably would have. They were close. Uh, And they have a lot of good players, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, uh, uh, Paul Millsap, the the Joker, Jokic. Uh, They got – and Will Barton they brought back, who's now a starter, uh, was a six-man last year. And they have decent young depth. So it's like they're not bad. They They have the talent. Uh, can they get over the top? You know, can they finally make it into the playoffs? I think I do have them going into the playoffs this year. I do. So I agree with yeah. you. I think I'll get – I do. Yeah. Well, Isaiah Thomas is a sixth man if he gets, you know, healthy uh, on time. Of course, them drafting Michael Porter Jr. at where they did, things worked out in their favor. So B-plus for me, I, I do have them making the playoffs. I just don't remember where exactly. I don't know if they were eighth or seventh on my list, but they're there at the, like, bottom half of the West. Well, playoffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I want to say I had him at eighth, but it might have been seventh. Um, but they're definitely I definitely have them like being one of those last teams in, um, just above. Yeah. yeah, me too. I would say I want to say they're just above New Orleans, the Clippers, yeah, yep. and uh, the Timberwolves. Um, yeah, I no, like yep. I, I. In fact, I have them in Portland fighting it out for like seven and eight seed. Um, so, um, have them in New Orleans fighting it out for seven days. There you go. Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 about how I think it'll it'll shake out. Um, so, but uh, yeah. In fact, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think I got them as far as my um, as far as my BPI. I have them at twelve. So I think I have Portland at thirteen. So I, I, that would that should dictate that I have them as the seventh seed um, in the West. So I, yeah, I'll say they're they're the seven seed. Um, I yeah, I just really like a lot of their moves. They're they're primed to to really make a good push. I mean, they were so close last year, and then Jimmy Butler came back from his injury and was like, nope, 
<laughs> and uh, thank yeah. you again, Jimmy Butler, for for giving my Hawks that uh, that draft pick. It's very kind of you, sir. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Golden State Warriors. They added Boogie Cousins. They get an A plus. Anything to add? Oh fuck them! That's what I have to add. No <laughs> yep, um, that's about it. Uh, yeah, I just um, good for them. Very, and they got a slow clap there, ready for them whenever they want it. Um, they went and got a steal because he wanted to be spiteful, because no one wanted to pay his injured ass uh, a lot of money, and that's what he did. You know, that was a big fu to the league. So. In that regard, I don't blame him because I understand where he's coming from. Doesn't mean I have to like it though. Uh, nope. But you know, Golden State, Golden State capitalized, and uh, that that's you know that pretty much defines their their off season. Yeah. The rich get richer. And the thing is, I've always liked Boogie. Like I've always kind of defended Boogie. Um, mm-hmm. Like when anybody would say. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's just immature and blah blah blah, and he's a he's a hothead and he's a he's a locker room problem. Um, there are elements to all of those things that are true, but he's also a genuinely fucking amazing person. He's a fucking great mm-hmm. human being, uh, Boogie Cousins. I mean, the the amount of um, uh, of uh, a charity uh, work that he does around the Sacramento area that he still continues to do to this day um, is nothing short of amazing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, so I, I genuinely, genuinely like Boogie Cousins. Um, but it's kind of the same thing. It, it's like, what happened with KD? It was like, man, like, ah, fuck. Like, I, I, I like you, but I fucking hate your decision. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot of parallels there. Obviously, the biggest difference you know, would be that, um, yeah, I mean, but you know, Boogie's hurt. So out, outside of any yeah. of the other obvious differences, like he's, he, he's not a hundred percent. So, um, and he, he's betting on himself. You know, he's, he's essentially saying, yeah. I'll take this one year deal. I'll play for golden state. We'll see what happens. And I think I'm going to play really well. And I think if he is healthy, he will be fucking great on that team. Cause he's a great passer. Um, he's an adequate defender, uh, and he can shoot the ball. So, like, he's got all of the things that, you know, make Golden State Golden State, and I think he'll fit right in as far as, like, a, a, another piece of that puzzle, um, just like KD did. And um, it sucks. Hope not. Really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, implode. But, uh, implode everything. It, <laughs> yes. Um you know, and and I honestly, I hope that they lose and like everybody's healthy, everybody's healthy, and for whatever reason, yeah. it doesn't work because that yeah. would be the best possible scenario. Like, I think if somebody gets hurt, um, hey, I never want to see anybody get hurt, but if no, somebody gets neither. hurt, like then it's gonna be like, well, you know, what could have been blah blah. blah. But if everybody's healthy and they just like don't work. Um, like say OKC last year, minus Robertson, but you know the their big three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like if everybody's healthy and it doesn't work, it's like holy shit, we got to reassess this whole fucking thing. Um, and that could make a big, um, big swing as far as what happens uh, in the off season. So um, yeah, it's, it's fingers crossed. All right, moving on. Houston Rockets. 
Whew, this was a tough one. Um, first of all, as, as BPI, I got them three, just behind Boston and Golden State. I still think they're right there. Um, but I don't think they're better than they were last year. And I think Golden State obviously is better if if Boogie is healthy. And if Boogie's not healthy, then they're as good. Um, you know, so... It's hard for me to give them a really good grade. I'm going to say I don't think they did poorly. I'm going to say B minus. I think the big reason that they went from C territory to B minus territory was they were able to get off Ryan Anderson's contract without having to give up anything. Uh, well, they gave up DeAnthony Melton. Uh, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you were able to get off his contract, and you got a young player in Marquise Chris who, you know, I mean, you and I both still think could be a very solid player in this league. Um, so that that kind of, you know, changed the, the framework of how I uh, looked at their offseason. But I still think they really need to go out there and acquire some kind of extra wing piece um, to put in there to kind of, um, help fill the void that, that losing Trevor Ariza left. Um, because Carmelo Anthony ain't filling that void. Um, and James Ennis ain't filling that void. So there's that. But, uh, you know, overall, I think I think they, they did a reasonably good job. So I'm going to go B minus. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. Uh, I still have them, I think, number two behind uh, – well, I'm talking about just the Western Conference, just number two behind yeah, yeah. Uh, Golden, Golden State. And, um, you know, they did pick up Carmelo. Uh, they've been playing him at six-man uh, the last couple games. I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but experimenting with it. They've been starting James Ennis uh, next to P.J. Tucker, play a little quicker. Ennis isn't a bad dude. Uh, he's decent, but he's just kind of one of those – just a wing – the, an okay wing who's, who's produced. Michael um, like Wesley and Johnson. It, you know what? Kind of like a Wesley Johnson. Uh, it's not a bad comparison for James Ennis. Um, that's kind of what he's been most of his career. Uh, he's kind of just been around. He actually had a decent year last year. Uh, when he, I think he was with Memphis and then got traded to Detroit Memphis, or something yeah. like that. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's okay. He's a decent wing. Well, he's definitely a type of guy that, that D'Antoni can definitely utilize to play, like, either forward position. And then, of course, P.J. Tucker, like, his new favorite player, who will play him at either forward position as well and defend the best uh, the offensive player on the other side at all times. Um, they're going to play small regardless, either if it's Carmelo or James Ennis. Uh, that, that seems to be where the, the divide is, who's going to start between Ennis and, and Melo and, uh, now, if if Melo does come off the bench, they still have um, what's his name, uh, Eric Gordon. So they have two uh-huh. big scores coming off the bench, and then they have Gerald Green, and 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 they got Mike Marquis, Chris, like you were just saying, Michael Carter Williams is healthy. They have a really big bench, if anything. <laughs> Eric Gordon, the shortest guy, and your shooting guard. So, um, yeah, it's just it, they have the, the squad. They have it. They have something. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be enough. They they do seem to be a little bit worse than last year, but I feel I still think a lot of people are sleeping on them. And um, if healthy, I think they can still do a lot a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing is going to be can can they grow despite not having a reason anymore? Can they can right. Harden and P three get better together? 
and right. what kind of dynamic is it is Mello going to be on that team? Like, because as long as he's mm-hmm. a positive dynamic and not a negative dynamic, I think he helps. I mean, obviously, I mean, because without saying, if you're a positive dynamic, you help your team. Um, so it's, right. it's kind of trivial to say that, but like. I, I think that's really important for them, for him to be um, a positive dynamic, regardless of um, his own personal numbers. Um, if, if the team can perform better with him on the court, then the, you know that's going to be a big thing because there's been a lot of times when Melo plays great, but the team doesn't necessarily benefit from it. But he's never been on a team this good. So, you know, I mean, I think I, I would I would say the closest he, he's come to playing on a team this good was either, it's just strictly as far as talent, it's either last year or maybe a second to last year in Denver when they um, took the Lakers yeah. six or seven Yeah, they were days. good. Um, they yeah. were really good. And um, so, yeah, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting um, to kind of see how his – it, just his being there um, all plays out. But I do think if there's anybody who can get him uh, to, to play to his full potential, it would be CP3. Um, because, I, I, honestly, and I think even more so than Braun, I think Braun would find himself in, in, in a position where he might be a little too easy on him, whereas CP3 is going to be um, just the right amount of heart on him. Um, like, maybe maybe even to the point, like, CP3 seems, seems like the guy to me who would be hard enough on him to where it might even, like, fuck with their friendship for the season. Like, they, they don't get along as friends, you know, for the season. Not, like, anything detrimental long-term. But uh, but mm-hmm. CP3 is the kind of seems like the kind of guy who's like I don't give a fuck about our friendship right now. We're trying. We're here to win, motherfucker. <laughs> and you know we, we can be friends. Uh, we got a whole fucking retirement, you know, time to be friends. Like right now, I need you to fucking show up and play basketball. So mm-hmm. uh, I I don't think LeBron can necessarily do that. Um, and you know, fortunately enough for him, he never really had to do that with D Wade. So. Um, so I think right. this is probably the best case scenario for Mello. So, uh, but yeah, we'll yeah. see how it all shakes out. All right, LA Clippers. Um, oh, did I give? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, third, third overall for the Rockets. Uh, LA Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. Got them 16th overall. Uh, have them missing the playoffs though because they're in the West. Um, as far as their off season, I like that. I really like the Shake Yildiz Alexander pickup. I don't really get the Jerome Robinson one. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I gotta kind of somewhat have faith in Jerry West to make the right decision because he usually does. But I did not see that one coming. That was the biggest out of nowhere pick. But I mean, I think the probably that was the second biggest storyline in the draft short of Michael Porter Jr. falling to 14. Um, I I mean, I think those two storylines were kind of the big what the fuck um, moments of the draft, you know, along with the the Trey Young, uh, Luka Doncic trade. But I, I I would 
firmly place the two of those things above that. Um, I, I feel like I, I, I want to give them a B. I'm going to say B minus, though. The, the Jerome Robinson thing just really frustrates me. I don't understand it. You don't really need a shooting guard. You re-signed Avery Bradley. You got Lou Williams mm-hmm. coming off your bench. You got Sundarius Thornwell. You got um that other kid. Uh, I shouldn't call him oh, kid, but that other young. Uh, yes, Wallace. Um, it it, it doesn't took, really make sense. No, they re-signed after New Orleans tried to pick him up. They're like, no, we need him because you know we need to add him to our six shooting guard spot. <laughs> like, right, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, That's just petty. That that yeah, and it didn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it made that, that, that selection made a whole lot of sense. I felt like they, 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 they really could have stood to go after a big, um, you know, especially considering, uh, DeAndre's not there anymore. Obviously, right. um, I don't think that was, that was obviously not solidified at the time, but I feel like they had to see the writing on the wall there. Um, or to me, I mean, the thing that the, the biggest surprise of the Michael Porter Jr. like pass was the Clippers. Like I was like, if you can get Shea Gilgis Alexander and Michael Porter Jr. Um, at like respectively at, like 13 and 14, like fucking do it, bro. Yeah. Like totally do it. Um, but like I said, I, I, I I do I do think they made a reasonably good trade to get Gortat um uh in in, in exchange for Rivers um both to get a position that they needed and clear a position out that they did not need um mm-hmm. and I, I you know I like the fact uh that they were able to hang on to Montrez Harrell I like him I I think he's uh, a very interesting player in today's NBA because he's basically like a six eight center. Um, yeah. uh, playing, I mean, he, yeah, and he played, he kind of reminds me of like, um, and not really in the sense of like offensively, um, or maybe even really defensively, but, um, but just as far as like his size versus like the position he plays is like a Boris Diaw. And Boris Diaw was like six foot eight, six foot nine. Florida. And he played a lot of center later in, later in his career. Um, he did, but that was because fucking D'Antoni. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and and, and um, at that point in his career. Yeah, that, that and uh, uh, Tim Duncan did not like playing powerful. I mean, uh, center, or at least not being called a center. So Boris like, oh, I guess you yes. call me a center. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're the power forward, Timmy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So like, I you know I like that um, the Avery Bradley thing. Uh, I don't. I, I definitely don't mind the contracts. Uh, it's just after you made the moves you did to re-sign him, it didn't really make a whole lot mm-hmm. of sense. Maybe they traded him. Uh, maybe they re-signed him to trade. I don't know. Um, but uh, just I, I. I feel like I feel like even get, this is probably the hardest team to even give a grade because I feel like the 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 picture is so incomplete. It's like the puzzle's not put together yet, and I feel like I'm judging an incomplete project. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there's just so many more things that Jerry West is going to do. Um, but for the time being, I'm going B minus. Yeah, I, I, I can't really argue with that. Um, I guess I'll give them a B minus as well because I, I don't th- I think they did a good off season. 
bring, bringing back Avery Bradley did confuse me, but then, of course, they traded uh, Rivers, so that made it a little more tolerable. Um, I think they really are intrigued at the idea of having Beverly and Bradley play together in that backcourt and become a, the defensive backcourt of, you know, the stud because they have the, the ability to clamp down. I, I actually am intrigued at seeing Beverly and Bradley together out there, even though they're really short, but they're really uh, nasty. <laughs> you know, they get in your face. Hmm. So it should be interesting to, to watch them guard, try to guard bigger guards down the line. But um, they have interesting wings with Gilnari and, and Tobias Harris. Uh, they yeah. probably just, you know, you know, tag in who's the three, who's the four in that lineup, but whoever feels, whoever's high, wherever. And they'll just switch spots whenever. You can just move them around because they're just almost they're almost around the same height too. So except I think Gallo's Gal right. a little bit longer, just naturally just lanky. Um, um, Shea was a great pickup, like you were saying. Shea Gilgis Alexander, you like him a lot. He's had a, he had a great summer league. He's had a really good preseason. I've been really impressed with Shea. I was also confused at the picking up of Jerome. Like I said, after he him. was my he was my second uh, point guard prospect. I, I told him, yeah, I, I was like, I got Shea over Colin, bro. Like, I just do. Like, I think he's the be better. Good. He's really good, isn't he? Like, yeah, he I mean, is. I am very, very impressed. He's the future for the Clippers. Yeah. If, I mean, he really is. Uh, it, it, I mean, if he's not starting by the end of the year, I'd be really surprised, honestly. Not going to lie. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> um, I, I would, too. Especially you know, with, with yeah. Pat Bev and uh, Ben Milos, like, two kind of older guys, yeah. like, and, and and yeah, like I I I would be surprised, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, no. Teodosic is a guy uh, I like a lot, but I don't know. Like, he might have just just on on ability and, and athleticism, he might just get beat out for then become the third point guard right. just because you know. Uh, but with uh, with Patrick Beverly back and, and Shea, uh, and then of course. Their center, like, they traded away. I mean, they lost Jordan, and I don't think they were upset about that, and they brought in they traded to get um, uh, Martian. Uh, Gortat's always been a decent center. Um, he's kind of had an off year last year. I think it wasn't, wasn't the best year for him, but he's always been a solid big. He knows how to play the game. He's smart. And I've been really surprised uh, at Bobin. That was that's, that's turned out to be a hell of a pickup for them because he's had a really good preseason at the very least. So I'm very curious if he can keep that up in the regular season because he was practically uh, uh, averaging a double-double in preseason. So I can't right. wait to see if he can keep that up. So, yeah, and they also picked up Mike Scott, who has always been a decent, you know, offensive player. As you would know, you know, Mike Scott pretty well. So, yeah, I, B-. minus. Yeah, indeed. Uh, all right. And they lost Wesley Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we love you, Wes. Uh, Lakers. <laughs> A plus. Lakers. A plus. Hey, and you right. got LeBron. Yeah. yeah. You got. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You got LeBron. That that alone is should be an A plus. But on top of that, this uh, they continue to like amaze me with their draft picks. First of all, we didn't see a lot of Mo Wagner. Um, I'm just going to assume he's going to be good. Um, I think but he's we hurt. did we That's did catch why. yeah he is. Um, but we did catch uh, a reasonable amount of of C McKaylick. Um and let yeah, me give it, let me just go ahead shoot. and give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to our boy Ricky Sanders. 
Because um, Ricky basically <laughs> said, this kid is going to be really fucking good. And I was like, I don't, I can't even pronounce this motherfucker's name. Like, um, and uh, essentially, like, know he's from. He, he, I've been burned a lot of times by Ricky's uh, obsession with foreign players. Timothy Luau, yeah. uh, I'm looking at you. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that, that, like, Ricky got me super hyped on him two years ago, and he ain't done shit. Um, but uh, there's been a few others. But, uh, but yeah, like, I think he's he's 100% right on this kid. Like, he can shoot the fucking rock like crazy. And you put a guy like that around LeBron, that's going to definitely help. Really like Isaac yep. Bonga, too, another guy that Ricky's really high on, who I'm not as high as I am on speed. Um but uh, it, it's far as, you know, um, as far as the short term, the long term, it's harder to tell. Um, but right. like a 6'9", super lanky point guard, um, you know, who can play multiple multiple positions at that, um, looks like a really good pickup for them. Uh, you know, so a couple, a couple of really solid second-round picks uh, for them. Uh, and then, you know, they, they – Basically kept all their cap space. They, if I if I had to knock them on any one thing, it would be I still don't understand why you wanted to essentially keep Contavious Caldwell Pope over Julius Randle. But I think I don't think Randle wanted to be there. I don't think I don't think he was gonna resign with them. Um, so if, right. if he's not going to resign, you know maybe you're setting yourself up. To, you know, with all of these expirings, to be able to trade for an expiring center, i.e., Robin Lopez. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that losing Randall really kind of hurts them because they really do need, they could really use him on that team after having added LeBron James. Um, but it's still, it's not enough for me to drop them from an A plus to an A or an A minus. Like I'm still like. Just getting LeBron James in and of itself already puts you into that that A atmosphere and with all of their other really good moves, A+. plus. Yeah, they're the fucking biggest team in the league, I think. I think the shortest guy is Rondo, and he's the only guy that's like 6'1". <laughs> I oh, mean, really? under 6'5". Yeah, there's really – after fucking Rondo, um, there's only one – the tall. I mean, the next tall is a 6'5". I mean, that's the shortest guy after. Was it Josh Hart? I mean, yeah, you have Josh Hart, Alex Caruso, and then I think those are the shortest guys. I think Caldwell Pope's like 6'5", too. Uh, but, every, gotcha. like, that's – they're big. Actually, I think Pope's <laughs> is big. 6'4". I want to say Pope's 6'4". Uh, he's like 6'4", 6'5". He's, they're, they're around. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's just apples and oranges, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's right there. He's not super, super yeah, small. yeah. Um, right. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're like six one, six two guards. They have like big guards. Um, and right. they have, of course, an interest. Look, obviously, I'll give them uh, the A because they got the best player in the league to come to their team. Uh, they had decent young prospects to begin with, with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. And I've definitely come along on Ingram after I wasn't super high on him the last couple of years. He's, he's growing on me as I see him play and. Everyone seems to love the fucking kid, so he's, he's definitely yeah. growing on me. Josh Hart has been impressed me. I, I like him since he got drafted. 
I always thought he was underrated, and he's definitely been proving it. Uh, that kid, that kid's speed came out of fucking nowhere. That kid could be the next pager if, if you know they they, they handle yeah. right. It's like it's like where did this dude come from? But he can shoot. Boy, can shoot really really well. Um, mm-hmm. They had interesting off season with their free agents. I think picking up Rondo to me was great. I I, I really like Rajon Rondo, and then the main reason I didn't want Rondo last year on my team was because he was too good. I didn't want to be that good. I wanted to actually suck. Right. So, just to get a better pick, yeah. I'm like, I don't want Rondo. He's just going to make my team too good. <laughs> Picking up Rondo <laughs> was a big steal. Um, New Orleans is going to feel that. And that's why, as much as I like New Orleans, that, that, that's why I call them a bubble team because they lost Rondo. I, I wouldn't even consider them a bubble team if they still had Rondo. So, right. yeah, picking up Rondo was a big get. Great playing next to, to LeBron. Uh, picking up Stevenson, weird choice, but the man <laughs> – He's going to be entertaining to watch at the very least. Um, then you got Michael Beasley. That was a weird pickup, too. But the boy gets buckets. And JaVale McGee, always, fun, you know, interesting. Always a guy that can at least catch lobs, block shots, and rebounds. Uh, might fuck up and turn the ball over here and there. But, you know, they'll make up with it. Make up with it. But, you know, their speed and their transit, it's, just, it's going to be hard. Right. But they had a great draft. They had a great offseason. They got the best player in the league. You got an A, uh, L.A. Well, Lakers. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it for them. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to Memphis. Um, Memphis. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give Memphis a good grade. I actually really like what they did. I, I'm gonna say B plus. Honestly, uh, I really like Jaron Jackson. Um, in fact, at, at various points last season, he was number three on my big board. Um, he ended up going number four overall. I I kind of started to buy into the negativity at the end there, and I somehow, for some reason, slid him down to sixth. I don't know what the fuck I was mm-hmm. thinking because I should have stuck to my guns because he's going to be really fucking good. Um, he shot 50% yeah, like from three uh, in the preseason, um, and that's Really, really amazing. Um, very yep. versatile player. He he's still really green. He's gonna really along him along with uh, Mo Bamba. Um, really gonna have to learn to um, <clears throat> to, to how NBA defense is played and and how to not get foul calls. Although I will also say they have been calling an enormous amount of foul calls in general this preseason, and it's been very mm-hmm. fucking annoying. Um, so <laughs> I, I think I would give I would give those young guys a little bit of a pass there. Um, I think a lot of these calls – and just really quickly, I don't want to like go off on a tangent on this, but don't you think mm-hmm. it's really fucking funny that last season – and we even talked about this – last season – these all like they were really lax on foul calls all last season, and you had all these players being like, "Where's the fucking foul call?" Like throwing their hands up in the air mm-hmm. every time they fucking went to the basket. And this year, yep. they fucking so they Not call adjusting. everything. And, and yeah, and it's like it's like, dude, I feel like the refs are just trolling us all. They're, especially the NBA players. They're like, "Oh, you didn't, you don't think we fucking called enough fouls last year? All right, we'll fucking call everything." And it's like, dude, we don't want you to call everything. <laughs> like, goddamn, like, just fucking call when it's a foul, call a foul. Like, don't don't call like a little bump or anything. Like, 
Right. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, so I really like the Jaron Jackson pickup. I like Kyle Anderson. I really like that signing. Mm-hmm. I think he's mm-hmm. going to give them a lot of valuable minutes at the starting at the three. Um, I, I, I think he, especially for the, the numbers figure that they gave him, it's, it's like an Etwan Moore contract in the sense of, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, it's about eight, nine million a year. And even if it doesn't end up working out, it doesn't really hurt you that much. It's not, it's not like one of those 12 to $15 million a year deals. So that's not bad. I like the Gary Temple trade. I think that makes a lot of sense to solid me. Bet. As far as them. Solid yes, bet. Yes, solid bet who's been on shitty a, a shitty team in Sacramento for a yeah, while. Very um, much. And, and, you know, like he, um, he can bring a lot to this team. And you add those four guys to kind of your existing core of Connolly, Gasol, um, Jamichael Green, uh, Chandler mm-hmm. Parsons actually doesn't look like terrible this year so far. Right. He started um, him. They started him. I was completely there shocked. you go. I didn't I didn't even know that. Um so that's yeah, good. Um and and uh Dylan Brooks. I really liked him last year. So Love him. really like Yeah, him. they they got a lot of pieces. Um they're really kind of um their guard like their backups as far as the guard position is my biggest question mark. Can any one of those guys really kind of step up this season um and and, and you know like become the the go to as far as um sort of backing up both uh Temple and Connolly. And the thing is it, you don't even have to be a, a a facilitator. Like Temple can facilitate. He's played plenty of point guard over in yes, Sacramento. Um, mm-hmm. So like, as long as you can like knock down some shots, they get really. It's really a bummer they couldn't keep Tyreek Evans. Like obviously they couldn't because he got a twelve million dollar, you know, a year of right. a, a deal for one year. But um, but nevertheless, like I I still do like the moves that they made, especially with how tight their budget flexibility was. I would really like your draft pick. Um, I think they're trending in the right direction. All that being said, I still would be super fucking surprised if they make the playoffs. I got them at 25th overall. Um, I just, I don't, I, I don't think they have enough. The West is so fucking beefy too this strong. year. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just too strong. But uh, anyway, what yep. are your thoughts? No, I'm somewhere right there with you. I think I gave him a B, and I was so down on this team after the season. I'm like, this team needs to blow up. But the problem is they can't. They have such terrible contracts with Mike Conley and Marcus Gall, especially Mike Conley, that it's like almost impossible to move them. And it's like you you got to try because and Chandler Parsons. I'm sorry, so you have like three big fucking contracts you can't move. So you're kind of stuck <laughs> with those guys, and they're like, you have no choice but to try to be good. Uh, and they kind of did it. They kind of filled in holes. Uh, John Michael Green's a decent uh, power forward. Uh, they drafted Jaron Jackson, who could be their center or power forward of the future. He could play either one, in my opinion. That's how much I like that kid. They they uh, went and picked up Kyle Anderson, like you were saying. I thought that was a great pickup. I think he's an underrated dude. I thought he'd even start, but, you know, apparently they're just going to give Parsons a chance. And he hasn't looked too bad this offseason. So maybe he'll finally be healthy this year enough that he'll actually play decent in at least get, you know, give you something for the money that you're paying the motherfucker. So, right. 
Yeah, there you got that. And then you have um, well, blah, 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 blah. what was it? Oh yeah, that their shooting guard position is so open right now between Dylan Brooks and and Garrett Temple and Wayne Selden. So they have options at shooting guard, and they're all pretty decent. So they all can like fill in a role at shooting guard or back each other up or. Uh, at point guard, uh, Temple, like you said, could play some point guard. They drafted Carter, who uh, he seems decent. Um, I don't know if Chalmers is still on the team, but that's right. On the I last forgot year. about Javon Carter. Yes. Yeah, they like, do. Javon Carter. I like him. I like yeah, him. I like him. I particularly guy. like him in Memphis. <laughs> like, it makes yeah. me like him. <laughs> it works. Yes, right, right. It does. And they still have Andrew Harrison, another big point guard that was effective last year for them. They picked up Amon Caspi. I mean, they have they got some depth too. It's weird. I mean, I, it's they have they have something. There's something to work with here. I don't think they. I think they don't have enough talent to make the playoffs, but they'll definitely be fighting for that middle of the pack, which you know it's better than sucking with. them. they have the guys. They might as well try. And I, I hope they. Right. I wish them all the luck in the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny is, I mean, last season we were talking about how it was so funny that, like, what was it, like three, I want to say three through ten in the West Mm -hmm. were all with, like, four games of each other. Like, that could be the scenario of this season, but, like, three through 13, 14 even. Like, Sacramento is out of it. But there's any other team in the West, like, though, you know, we don't really give teams like and the you and I anyway. We don't, Yeah, the, the Grizz or the Suns or even the Mavs, like, you know, we, we kind of, in, in some order, have them 12, 13, 14. Um, but they right. could, I mean, they could still be right there. They could be within, you know, two, three games right. of, you know, making, making the playoffs. Yeah, and right. that's – and. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really crazy Western Conference this season. Um, so let's move on to a team that did make the playoffs last year, but might not make it this year. The Minnesota Word. Timberwolves. I want you to take the lead on this one. What's that? My God, Minnesota Timberwolves has been a like a a, a tragedy to watch. Like one of those opera tried like tragedies to watch play. <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those. It's like what the fuck is going on over there? And it's just weird how it started out. And, like, I didn't even believe the hype and all the rumors. And It really became, like, this serious drama that he's not going to stay there. Jimmy Butler is going to get traded at some point. So, Minnesota, I already didn't have to make the playoffs with Jimmy Butler. So, without – I don't even care who they get. There's no – I just don't see them making the playoffs. I still make – like, I have them, like, where I have the Clippers and I maybe have the Grizz and shit. But that's, you know – 10, 11, maybe, if healthy. Obviously, Minnesota can possibly fight for an eighth seed, but they got to stay healthy and they have to keep Jimmy. And if without Jimmy, I just don't see it. Unless, of course, whoever they get back, you know, in return, uh, is you know, it, it can help that much. And I just don't. I just depends on what they get back. Honestly, a first round pick, as good as that is, is not going to help you this season. <laughs> um, right. In terms of like. They have the squad. They have a decent squad, and it's like they've underperformed every year, and it's kind of disappointing. Uh, they have Carl Anthony Downs, beast. Andrew Wiggins, uh, good player. I mean, he's a really good player. Maybe not worth his contract, but he's still a good player. That's naturally uh, athletic, yeah. and it's just, it, he just should be better than he actually is. 
Derrick Rose seems yeah. to be revitalized in Minnesota. I have yep. no idea why, but he seems to be very, very uh, um, good there, uh, playing yep. either off the bench or starting in the place of Jimmy next to Teague. Uh, Teague's a really good uh, player in this league as well as a point guard. Uh, always like him. Taj Gibson always, I mean, he's a veteran now. He's uh, not as young as he used to be, but Taj is always good to give you a couple buckets here and, of course, rebounding us in toughness. That's kind of what he's there for. Anyway, the bench is kind of where its weakness is because they have a lot of young guys, and there's just, to me, a lot of question marks. Uh, I just don't know a lot of these guys, aside from, like, the vets that they have coming off the bench, like Tolliver and, and, and Dang, but I just – and Gorgi Dang, who I, who I like a lot as a big, but I just don't know if they're, they're young guys can uh, – be effective enough. Like they, they, they're rookies. Like they had a decent draft. They, they got lucky with like Caden Bates, Diop, and um, what's the Josh Kogi. I mean, yeah, we don't know. I just don't know what they can do. I, I don't know enough about them, and I, they're okay. They also picked up, I think, CJ Williams, decent wing guy. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I really don't know. They're a question mark to me, but I really don't expect them to make the playoffs. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't either. So what's your grade? Ah, uh, uh, C plus because wow drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go D minus. Um, <laughs> just because all this dude, all this fucking Jimmy Butler saga, like it, 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 it's impossible for me not to give them a like next to failing grade. Like they, like they've completely fucked up this whole thing. Um, they're not gonna get shit, shit for him now. It doesn't matter how long they wait. The, the best possible case scenario at this point, to me, is he comes back, he plays, and sort of ups his trade value maybe a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then somebody gets hurt, and then, you know, they're able to make a trade because somebody gets desperate, who wasn't willing to give up as much, but now is. Um Best case scenario, and and maybe you know, come like December when everybody who signed their deal this season, this off season, are now available. Maybe that helps get things done, you know, because that puts the various other players in play who who were not in play, you know, like uh, um, fuck, I don't, I Julius Randle. For example, like if New Orleans wanted to go after him, but they didn't want to give up Miritich. Well, if they waited till December, they could put Julius Randle in the deal. Um, and like, mm-hmm. fuck, I'd love to see Julius Randle play next to Carl Anthony Towns. That'd be super fun, right. fun to watch. Um, so like, right. there are some scenarios in which that may work out. Um, them waiting until December, um, but you got to play everything right up until then, and I just don't trust them to do it. The only reason I'm not giving them a failing grade is, like you said, I really like their draft picks. I really like Kata Bates' D up. I was super surprised he went that late. I think it was 48 or 47. Yeah, he was like second round. Somewhere in that range. That's yeah. crazy. Um, I really like Joshua Kogi a lot. In fact, I wanted my Hawks to take Okogi over Herder. Um, I don't think I'm going to be proven right in that assessment. I hope I'm not. I hope Herder's better. <laughs> um, but I really like Josh Okogi. Um, dude's super athletic. Uh, I, I think Luke pointed out on one of our shows that he had the best um, uh, uh, like side-to-side speed. forget exactly what that's called. But, um, but lateral. Like, uh, Thank you. 
he had the most lateral quickness out of any uh, prospect um, in the combine. So, mm-hmm. like, that is really – yeah, we a, have a really like good quality to have. Shumpert. Um <laughs> Yeah, like, and and I think I think he's probably a better shooter than Shumpert. So, like, yeah, I like that kid a lot. Um, I think he's going to be a very solid NBA player, um, and I think he could end up being a solid starter down the line um, next to Wiggins and Towns. Um, so, like, that's nice. I think even Kata Bates be up to be a solid starter down the lines playing the four in their lineup. So I think they got pieces that help their future. I just don't think they have pieces to help them now. And short of the Anthony Tolliver right. signing, which I like, one year like four point four million dollars, that's fine. Like that's that's a fine signing. Um but that that ain't moving the needle, man. And you're not going to get anything back for Butler, and you just fucked up that whole Butler trade. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got to go. I got to go D minus. I got him at 19 I get overall. Um, you know, <clears throat> on the outside looking in on the Western Conference uh, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. same here. Um, same here. All right, moving on. New Orleans. I got him at a C plus. I, I like. Uh, yeah, I I mean, obviously, they, they really didn't have anything to work with as far as the draft because they traded their draft pick. No, they really did. Um, yeah, so. Good pickup. There's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great pickup, but that was last season. We're talking about this offseason. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, as far as working with what they got, they lost Boogie, um, but they were able to replace him with Julius Randle, which I really like. Um, I like mm-hmm. that pickup a lot, I think. Um, you know, he could work really well and for the the dollar amount is the biggest thing, you know, solid. Um, I'm really skeptical of Alfred Payton. I don't know <laughs> that like I like him. I really do. I do and too. I think I do too. you and I even had the conversation uh, like over a year ago when the Magic were trying to take the number six overall pick and I think both you and I said like I, you could go Dennis Smith Jr., but you'd be giving up on Alfred Payton, and I don't know if I'm ready to give up on Alfred Payton. Um, exactly. And, you know, we we both were kind of on the same page. Well, obviously, they were ready to give up on Alfred Payton, but just didn't draft a point guard before they did so, um, which, right. you know, that's the magic for you. Um, but uh, obviously, like, Phoenix wasn't impressed enough to want to keep him. Um, he, he, seems, he just seems like he should – be a more productive player than he is. Like, and the thing is, it's weird. Like, when you go look at his stats, his stats really, like, are uncharacteristic of how uh, inconsistent he is. Take a lot of threes, but he also, like, his shooting percentage from three isn't terrible, but he's, like, widely regarded as a bad three-point shooter, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. it's so weird. But, like, I mean, but that's, that's it's not um, – it's it's really not untrue. Um, he he's very inconsistent, um, and unless he's taking a wide open three, which you know he doesn't get a whole lot of looks at those, um, it it's not there. Um, just super inconsistent. I'm hoping that he can make the the turn this off season, but I'm very skeptical. Um, and then of course you know you just got 
winged up problem. Uh, like I said, I like them adding Wesley Johnson, um, but you know we I think we obviously both agree that it's he's a good pickup. Much better to have him than Alexia Gentia, but not moving any kind of needle True. really might win you one nope. or two more games. Tops. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe. Um, but uh, you know. Definitely not not any sort of answer. So I still think there's a glaring hole there at the four or I'm sorry at the three. And you're you know you're if you want to they can't play their four best players at the same time. Um, you know obviously their four Which best players. Which is not a being, good thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know it, like you're you're maybe your second best player is. Um, probably Drew Holiday, but you can't play your, your third and fourth best player at the same time. Um, right. Because Miritich and Randall, neither one of them play the three. Um, exactly. They're so, all wings. Right, right. I mean, big. So, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them are wings. Um, so, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's just tough, man. Um, so, I'm, I'm hoping they can make a trade um, somewhere throughout the season. Um, you know, to, to kind of bolster their roster. Um, but I'm skeptical. It would be tough for them to be able to do it. And I think any trades they make would definitely have to involve Randall or, or Miritich um, in order to mm-hmm. get it done. Um, maybe they do it, but as of right now, I'm going to say C+. Plus. A little better than average, C being average. I feel like still you, you, you took a step back. Um, so like kind of Similar to how I gave the Rockets, I think I gave them a B minus, C plus for New Orleans because I think they took a little bit more of a step back. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's not that different. Even though they are my sleeper team because of how much I really like Anthony Davis, uh, I do believe yeah. they took a big step back with with losing Rondo. It's like it hurts a lot to lose Rajon Rondo. I would be less worried if Rajon Rondo was still on the team. Uh, right. I like Alfred Payton. I really do. I think he has. I think he's a good player. I really like Alfred Payton. I just don't. He's not Rondo. At least not right now. He has. He doesn't have the wear and tear that a Rondo has. He doesn't have the leadership qualities. He doesn't have the experience. He, he just doesn't. He just. He's a stat stuffer. That's for sure. And we know he can defend when he wants to. But it's about being a leader. And can he be that leader? on this team as at the point guard position. Uh, and it's going to be a lot for him to do. And I, I, and I have faith in Yeah, and That too. And, uh, you know, jump shot. Not that, you know, that was a big thing for Ronda, but Ronda was hitting shots last year. So <laughs> um, yeah, their, right. their issue is wing. Their issue is, ter- like, their wing situation is so shitty. <laughs> like, it really is. Um, mm-hmm. They have really good big situation, Davis and, and and Miritich, and I love them picking up Julius Randle. I love the idea of them playing together. And I know Anthony Davis is saying that he'd love to have all three of them on the floor at the same time at some point. I'm like, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Unless AD is out there guarding threes, it's not going to work comfortably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, it's possible. So it's just, it I don't possible. think it's productive. It's just awkward. It's an awkward lineup. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, it's like, dude, for example, the fact that they ended up playing better when Boogie went down, despite Boogie obviously being way more talented um, than right. Nikola Mirotic. But fit matters. Fit fucking matters. And it like, sure did. And yeah, and like you, you I, I don't think you can dismiss that. And it, you know, it, it, 
maybe I, I think maybe it could work offensively simply because you still have Miritich stretching the floor and Randall yep. he can't really stretch the floor but um like he'll be he your can, big he in can, that lineup. Really? Yeah, but like the, then you got the same fucking problem as you had with Anthony Davis being as effective um with each other. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say this. I do think Randall can run and gun better than Boogie could or necessarily would have wanted to. Um, so right. that, that there it lies a, a, a slight probability as to how they could manage it, but I'm still really skeptical of it. I'd really have to see it before I bought into it. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And there again, we talked about their wing situation and how bad it is to the point where they have Etwan Moore playing small forward. I mean, he's not a forward. Right. So they more or less play three guards and all are 6'4". So now you play three guards that, that are all 6'4 and two bigs. That's kind of how New Orleans plays. And they've been effective that way. Uh, but can they? Can it be enough? Like, they haven't had the best preseason because the bench is terrible. This terrible bench. Um, and I really – I need to see more out of that. that. Like, Ian Clark ain't doing shit. Uh, they just picked up Wesley Johnson. That was a good pickup, like we were talking about earlier. And they have and they kept Troy Williams on the team. I like Troy Williams a lot, but they need to give him the minutes to produce. And will they? Will he beat out? Will they beat out guys like Darius Miller, who was there last year, and a fucking guy that they wasted money on in Solomon Hill? So uh, hopefully they do. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll fucking see. Yep, that is certainly true. Um... I I really hope they do make the playoffs. I hope I'm wrong about them. I hope I hope they fucking yeah, make it, yeah. and I hope I hope they're like the top four seed. I there's would something there's love something it. I like about them. There's something I like about yeah. them. I don't know what it is, but I, maybe it's I'm, just AD and I'm blind. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just hoping that, like I said, I'm hoping they make some kind of trade um, because I really thought, like after seeing them play last season, sweeping mm-hmm. uh, the Blazers, I really thought they right. were like one one piece away. Like, you put one fucking really good yeah. on that team. You know, yeah. Exactly. You get a Paul George or a LeBron James. Well, obviously LeBron James. But, like, but seriously, yeah. like, Jimmy I mean, I was, when I was scoping out, uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, but when I was scoping <laughs> out, like, all of the different teams LeBron and Paul George could join, like, and the fact that both of them had player options and could opt in and request a trade, like, certainly that team fucking – it hit like crossed my mind. Like if you if you had Paul George on that team, um, and you know minus you know a, a, a few other players, um, fucking take your pick. Um, like, but if you, if, I mean, if you had if you if you had Paul George, um, and and AD on the same team together, like fuck, like that. Like, plus uh, Holiday, like shit. Um, yeah, but Holiday's great, man. And, and, yeah. Mad respect. I'm so sorry about last year, Drew. I'm really am. Yeah, every everybody owes him a fucking apology. And you know what? He seems like yeah. the most humble of guys who would be like, "No, I'm still be you." Like, it's just it is what it is. <laughs> um, just glad Please I can prove you all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we should make a. We need to have a segment at the end of the season where we make all blank NBA teams. Like we should make like a all humble NBA team. Um, <laughs> with like him and like I don't I fuck I don't even know who else like maybe, maybe Clay I think Clay Thompson would be a good person for that team. Um, sure. uh, 
fucked. We'll have to we'll have to sit down and like really think about it. But like that yeah. that'd be a fun thing. It, to do. Yeah. All humble team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All humble team. Um, you used so to like, be you know, uh, like Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it used to be. Um, and maybe he'll get back there this season. Like we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I, and, and I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, th- I don't think you can mistake um, quietness for humbleness. They're two different things. Right. Or shyness. Right. Um, so you know, there there is that. Um, but I definitely think uh, Drew Holiday would be you know pretty much the top of that list. Um, but uh, anyway, Frank, let's humble too. Yeah, but he ain't good enough to be like all humble, all. In, but he's humble, uh, bro. NBA, humble he's super humble. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta at least be like good. Like, come on, dude. Like, he's getting maybe there. he makes that step. All right, Nick. I hope so, man. I ain't giving up. You know, I haven't given up on him. Um, I, yeah, I, good I, preseason. I, that's that's really good to hear. I hope I hope he has a really good uh, sophomore campaign. <laughs> um, moving on, OKC, OKC Thunder, um. Fuck man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say A. I'm, I really want to give him an A plus. I really want to give him an A plus. Me too. Um, and, and you know what? Like, fuck, I might. Let me let me let me talk through why I'm giving him an A, and maybe at the end I'll give him an A plus. Um, right. You were able to keep Paul George, so the fucking the trade yep, you made, that giving up Oladipo and Sabonis. And the fact that you were able to keep Paul George after that was so fucking big. Um, you were able to move Carmelo Anthony um, for, a, you know, a future first. And you got back, uh, you know, a guy of quality in Dennis Schroeder. Um, that ended up being like a, probably the best possible scenario for them in a, in a Carmelo Anthony trade. Um so that that I, I think you have to count that as a win, um, even even if I don't necessarily, I, I I'm still skeptical of seeing Schroeder and Westbrook share the court at the same time. I don't know how that works, um, but maybe maybe they can make it work. Also, I don't think Billy Donovan's necessarily the guy to make it work, but maybe he makes it work. And you know what? For all the shit talking I did about Billy Donovan. Um, last season, I think he's the reason they kept Paul George. I mean, you can say all you want about, you know, any sort of uh, storyline as far as why he ended up staying. Um, And there's a bunch of them. But I think Billy Donovan, he may not be the best coach, but he seems like he really makes connections with his players. and I think that was a huge reason as as to why Paul George ended up staying um, was the relationship that he developed not only with Russell Westbrook but also Billy Donovan. So um, my apologies uh, to Billy Donovan for um, yeah. I, I, at least I will give All him the shit. Uh, credit where credit <laughs> is due um, because you were able to keep uh, one of the. 15, 20, at least top 20 players in the NBA. Um, So that, you know, that's great. Um, They were able to bring back Jerry and Grant. That's a great pick uh, or a great re-signing. He really came on at the end of the year. I think he's going to be great as their starting Mm -hmm. power forward. Um, Very versatile, athletic, block shots like a beast, man. Um, So just so lanky. Um, and like I said, athletic, like super, like super 
um, can, like, switch. Like, he wouldn't have any trouble guarding any position um, on the court. The only the only position that he might have a little trouble with is, like, a big center because um, he, he, he would be giving up so much, you know, as far as, like, strength. Um, but, like, and, and, and a great help defender. Like, a lot of those blocks come on help defense. Um, so, like, right. I really like him. I, I think if he can just improve his shooting just by, like, 3%, 4%, um, that would be huge. I don't think that's out of the question. Um, no, I had I, heard Robertson had gotten hurt. Did you ever look into that? I didn't. That Robertson has been – he's been hurt, yeah. He's hurt. He got hurt again, apparently. Uh, right, yeah. I, didn't, I don't know all the details, but I heard he did get hurt. and He's been out. He hasn't played at all in the preseason. I don't know how long he's yeah. going to be out. I hope it's not – season ending <laughs> yeah and that's that's man me too because it really hurt when they lost him last season they went from mm-hmm. being one of the best defenses in the league to one of the worst um and and he's my you know probably ill-fated at this point but he was my pick for a uh, defensive player of the year before i knew he got hurt um right. but uh but yeah, nevertheless, I think all of the various oh, and, and signing signing Maryland's Noel like another great pickup um, for yeah. super cheap. Um, like they didn't really have anybody to back up uh, Stephen Adams last year. They had Dakari Johnson, um, and and I guess Patrick Patterson though they they never really played him. Um, so well now like, he started. That, <laughs> is he? Yeah. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I'd start Jerry and Grant, but um, or I'm sorry, Jerry and Grant. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. That's not the best. Piece. Yeah, but <laughs> well, I mean, he's a better shooter. I mean, I'll give him that. But as far as like defense yeah, and everything else, like Maybe Jerry Grant is definitely better. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I really like this roster. They're really deep. Um, I mean, they have like 11 guys who can contribute, and that's you know, more than you need. Um, you really need eight. Like, you need a minimum of eight who can, like, contribute in on a playoff team. And they got, like, 11. So, um, if not more, honestly. Like, uh, you know, I mean, there's obviously like a guy like Felton or Abrinas. Um, yeah, like, these are guys who I think can contribute. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm not including them and in, in, and maybe that makes it 12, you know, the type of situation. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just a lot of depth, really solid. Um, I the, the biggest question is going to be um, how how much can Paul George progress, uh, you know, playing alongside Russ for his second season and minus all of the touches that went to Melo. Um, and uh, can they stay healthy because they really need, they really, really fucking need a guy like Andre Robertson. So, but all in all, I really like the moves that Sam Presti made. So yeah, I'm giving him. I'm gonna stick with my A. I'm not gonna give him A plus, but I'm gonna give him an A. And my BPI is four. Um, it, it may not be four depending on where, uh, how long Robertson's out. Um, but I, I mean, I really do think if if they're 100 percent healthy. I think they're the fourth best team in the league. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Uh, at least in the West, I mean, uh, they're they're up no, there. No, I mean in the whole league. Def- I, I get what you're saying. I don't know if I say that, but <laughs> but uh, I, I do have them up there. Um, 
as one of the better teams in the league, uh, and they're definitely one of the top tier teams in the West. Um, I like them. I really do. Uh, like you, every I kind of echo everything you were saying. Uh, Roberson being healthy is a big part of that. He needs to be healthy for them to do damage in the playoffs. So I guess you know now being healthy is better than later. So get healthy, Roberson. <laughs> uh, picking up Dennis Schroeder is great for them. Uh, I like Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he's going to be a great six man for them. Uh, we need a Russell Westbrook that's healthy, so I know he's hurt right now. They've been really hurt most of this, like this whole preseason. Everyone's been fucking out with injuries, so right. hopefully they get healthy. Uh, but better now in the beginning of the season than later, I guess. Um, they've been right. trying out different guys at shooting guard. They were doing Terrence Ferguson for a while, um, who's looked decent uh, in the preseason. But I really like the kid, Hamadou Diallo, who they picked up in the draft in the second round. He fell that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to fall in the second round, honestly. But I think that was a yeah, great pickup for them. He has a future. He did, and I, I like that kid, and I think he's going to do something. He's going to be one of those sweeper guys. Uh, so, guy to look out he's for. Super athletic. Yeah, I like him a lot. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I, but I think if that shooting guard spot is up for grabs, he might eventually, like, overtake. I w- don't sleep. Um, Paul George, great. They 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 have to give him an A because of the fact that they were able to keep Paul George and not let, lose him to the Lakers. I mean, who saw that coming? Nobody. Nobody. Not a soul. <laughs> so not even, not even me, them, who, like, I contended for a long time that they like they would have a reasonable shot at keeping him, and then when they lost to the Jazz, I was like, "Bye." No <laughs> I was way. like, "Maybe he doesn't yeah. go to the Lakers, but he ain't staying." Um, and he did. So fucking yeah, hell. he Props. did. And they Props they have their own big three there. Yeah, with Westbrook, yeah, Adams, Adams, and George. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. I mean, they have it. They just need to fill in those other holes, like. Uh, Patrick Patterson's a decent role player. I don't know if he's a starter. I, I agree. I think Grant is probably a better option there, but we'll see how that plays out. Shooting guard's an open position until uh, Robeson comes back. But uh, they have depth, like you said. They have guys that can contribute, and I expect them to contribute. So they're going to be someone to, to, to watch out for. Yeah, absolutely. They really are. Um, it, like, again, just can they stay healthy? Can they get healthy and can they stay healthy? Yeah, um, yeah. Because that, that that's that's going to be huge for them. Because I mean, we like I said, we know how much losing Robertson ended up hurting them last season, just an a astronomical amount more than what you would think. <laughs> um, and, but I mean, it, I mean, it clearly did when they lost him. It completely changed the dynamic of that defense. Um, so. Word. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I'm still not. I'm, I'm. I know I said this to you the other day. I'm still thinking that they maybe could be in play for Jimmy Butler. Um, it would it would take a Sam Presti miracle for it to happen. But he yeah. pulled one off with Paul George. He pulled one I'm off sure with Carmelo Anthony, even though that one didn't even work out. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, like. You know, I mean, I, I think he could do it. You got Dennis Schroeder. He's now eligible. They they traded for him long enough ago that he's eligible to be traded in combination with other players. They got some young talent um, to throw in there. Um, and I think if you got the right mm-hmm. third team involved, um, you could make it work. My, my, best, um, my best bet as of right now is a team like Orlando, um, you know, who who really needs a point guard and 
Do they see Evan Fournier as their shooting guard of the future? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, but don't if they either. don't... I don't think so. If they don't, maybe you could get them to swap him out for Jeff Teague, and then they own the 2020 first-round pick um, from OKC, but it's top 20 protected. Um, and if it doesn't convey in 2020, it becomes two seconds. You could certainly basically say, hey, we'll give you our 2019 pick unprotected so you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to get a first. You will get a first. It'll be unprotected, and it'll be next year um, as far as, like, a sweetener. And then, you know, like I said, you got young guys you can throw in there, Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo, um, Timothy mm-hmm. Luwalu. Um, and then as far as if you're in Minnesota, um, like, if you could essentially – replace Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler with Dennis Schroeder and Evan Fournier, yeah, you're not as good. You're not nearly as good. Um, but you're a lot younger. Um, and your your timeline is a lot better. Um, you know, Fournier, I think, is 25. Schroeder's 24 or maybe 26 and 25, somewhere in that range. Right. Um, and then, you know, your other your other two young stars are right in that same same frame 23 and 22 i believe um so you're getting all guys in the same like age range um to grow with um and you're getting two guys in, on three-year deals um so you, you know you're gonna have them for a while you don't have to worry about them like walking out on you next year so that kind of deal it, you know if they could it, if they can make the pieces work to make both orlando and minnesota happy that's the thing it's always tricky with a three team trade one one side always feels like they're getting shafted and you know as soon as they ask for what they think is reasonable you know then the other side feels like they're getting shafted so uh, it, it's always right. tricky it's tough but uh but i do think if anybody can pull it off i think the, the man for the job is sam presti and Fuck what I love for him to do it, um, just because, dude, that team. I don't know if it would. I don't know if it would work as far as all the personalities and shit. Um, but I tell you this, uh, you damn well know Jimmy Butler um, is going to be impressed with the work ethic of those guys because Russell Westbrook gets questioned about a lot of shit. Work ethic is not one of them. Never has been. So <laughs> I think they would at least get along on that on that front. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on. I could, I could fucking pontificate on fake trades for hours. Um, Suns. Yeah. You, you know, all too well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Phoenix Suns. F, F minus F all the fucking way. <laughs> um, no way. I've been waiting for this one, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like if any team was gonna get one, it would be the Phoenix Suns. All right, let me let me say the one good thing you did to Phoenix. You drafted DeAndre Ayton, and DeAndre yeah, Ayton looks yeah. fucking great. He looks fucking he terrific. Now let me tell you the oh, seventeen different things you fucked up. Uh, actually, I'm gonna keep it brief. I'll keep it to like three. Um, but I mean, I could probably come up with seventeen. Uh, um, number one, how the fuck do you give up uh, Zaire Smith and Miami's 2021 unprotected pick for Mikael Bridges? And then and then on top of that, go sign Trevor Ariza. Like, you literally drafted a guy and you don't have anywhere to fucking play him. Like, it makes no fucking sense 
whatsoever, and you gave up a future unperceived who's probably average age is like 33. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, so stupid. I don't understand, like, why you would do that. And obviously, uh, Phoenix's ownership didn't understand it either because they finally fired that motherfucker who was running their team. Um, <laughs> but only after, not only he made that mistake, but then he traded away Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight for Ryan motherfucking Anderson. What? Like, I, I, I like to think I'd be Anthony Melton. And I won't crucify him too much on that trade, but I still think you could like, – I don't mind the trade – as far as the players involved, you're not like you don't think Marquise Chris is your future. You, you like you basically you've decided that Dragon Bender is is the guy that you want to keep and you want to go with. That's fine. Um, but the only thing you got out of that deal was a basically a second round, a, a mid second round pick, like in DeAnthony Melton. You should have at least been able to get like a future second, probably two future seconds attached to that. Um, if not a first-round pick, like, uh, come on, Joel, if you were mocking that trade, like, or if I was, if I was, like, offering up a mock trade um, and, and, and I said that, wouldn't you, like, sit there and be like, no way Phoenix does that. Like, that's fucking stupid. Like, are they getting a first-round pick? Like, you know, like, that's, I feel like that, that's what hit me when I heard that trade. Like, that's, that's all they got. Like, they didn't get, they didn't get any picks. Like I was, I was flabbergasted. Um, so like, yeah, like that was just stupid. Like it didn't make any fucking sense. Like like I said, I don't mind them trading for Ryan Anderson, especially because I don't think Brandon Knight is anything special. Um, but you know the fact, <laughs> yeah. But the, again, yeah, the, the, the fact that they gave up, um, you know, a, a, a solid young prospect. And and let me let me throw this out there too. They, uh, I, I saw recently uh, that they signed DeAnthony Melton. Two years. Mm-hmm. They only got him for two years yeah. before his fucking contract's up. Two years ain't enough for him to fucking prove shit. Like, especially nope. on that fucking yeah. team. So, like, he, I mean, it, you should have at least been able to get him for three years. Um, you Minimum, you should have given him three years or, or gotten him to sign three years, whatever you had to do. Um because like you're just not gonna see enough in two years to to know whether you what what kind of contract you want to give him or whether you want to keep, which means he's probably gonna end up walking, and then then you really essentially gave up, you know, Marquise Chris Brandon Knight for Ryan Anderson. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, like those those two things are just uh, they're 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 painstakingly unforgivable um and i'm glad that management finally wised up and was like yeah um sorry ryan like you're fucking out bro like this 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 just ain't working um because it it hadn't been oh and i almost forgot one more thing that they uh did um they decided after the one reasonably good starting point guard that was obviously on the trade market was widely available fucking Dennis Schroeder, they waited till after he got traded until they were like, yeah, we want to, we want to trade for a starting point guard. Motherfuckers, like, the, the <laughs> fucking best point guard you were going to fucking get. 
it was on the fucking trading box. Like, everybody knew it. And the asking price was super fucking low. Like, why wouldn't you have put a bid in for Dennis Schroeder, who, A, perfectly fits your timetable as far as your age range. I mean, he's probably, what, maybe a year or two older than Devin Booker. Like, perfect. Um, and, like, he's way better than anybody else you're going to get at this point. So, and, like, yep. Yep. anybody else you're going to get at this point probably isn't going to fit your fucking timetable as far as age. They're going to be like a Ryan Anderson type as far as age. They're going to be somebody yeah. to get you through the next two years while maybe yeah. Ely Okobo fucking, you know, um, turns into something. But that's Develop. a question mark. Yeah. You, yeah. You could have had you could have had the best of both worlds with Dennis Schroeder. And, you know, if, if Okobo develops, you know, then you don't have to pay Dennis Schroeder big money after his three years is up. But if he doesn't, you have Dennis Schroeder, and you can fucking pay him what, whatever you have to pay him to keep him and keep growing that team. So those three things, F minus, F fucking minus. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts, Joel? They got a fucking D for me. I won't give them an F because they did draft uh, Aiton. Aiton's a good pickup. Akoba was a good pickup. Uh, they had the right idea with draft. I'm not I do like uh, uh, signing. Yeah, I like I like it. Uh, and uh, they, they traded from. They, yeah, they have decent young talent. Uh, right there, uh, McCall Bridges. They ended up bringing in too. I like him. Um, I do like him just, a lot too. I do. I don't understand like why I bringing him in made sense, but then, you know, picking up Trevor Reza, I didn't, what the fuck was that? Like you, Trevor, why, why? Cause you knew you had money. You just you had to throw it somewhere. Pick up Trevor Reza. <laughs> what was that? I don't understand that. Uh, I wonder, Ryan Anderson. I need to, I, just I wonder if they're going to trade him. Either. Oh, they're gonna, like tr- Yeah. Like it not, obviously they can't do it until December, but I wonder if they signed him thinking, $15 million for Ryan Anderson, and then maybe you can trade him for, like, you know, a, a team that's making a play. Like, imagine this. Imagine the, you know, the Pelicans are, like, right there, and, you know, they, they really need somebody really good to, like, help them out. Um, like, imagine they could get Trevor Ariza for, like, Solomon Hill in a first-round pick. Like, yeah, pro- oh, man, if they can pull that off, you know. Yeah, That'd I mean, like, well, and if you're Phoenix at that point, like, if you're, like, let's just hypothesize that you're Phoenix and you're 15 games out of a playoff spot, like, you know, at the trade deadline, like, Do why you would him? you take that? Right. Right, yeah, right. you don't he need not, him, you and, might and, as well get Ariza, something for him. Right, and he's been in, he's been, he's, he's been in New Orleans before. He was, he was a key part of New Orleans right. in the past. He would definitely go back to New Orleans. He wouldn't be upset at all. He's mm-hmm. got his money. <laughs> right, and if you're New Orleans, you know, you're adding that wing piece you need, and if for whatever reason, you know, you don't get him to resign, at least you got Solomon Hill off your fucking books, you know, so you don't have to pay him that $13 yeah. million next season. Um, so, oh like, my God, there's yeah. a lot of reasons why it would work, and, you know, if you're New Orleans... Yeah, I would do um, it. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's just... It's too late if you're New Orleans to like worry about protecting draft picks anymore. You've already traded yep. too many of them yep. to to your worry about. Yeah, you know? yeah, your window is rapidly closing, 
and no amount of like draft assets like does you any good at this point. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I I could see that being something that Phoenix could do, but like, I think that's giving them too much fucking credit. Like, I don't think that's what they were thinking. I I actually. I actually like this move, though. You're right, though. I, I wouldn't be – no, you're definitely giving Phoenix too much credit. But it's definitely a possibility <laughs> down the line, though. You know, it's definitely – you have a trading chip in Trevor Ariza. You could probably get another pick later on. It's not bad. Or Ryan Anderson. Those are two vets. Teams will be looking for a veteran help later on in the season, especially, especially New Orleans. Especially Ariza. Not so much Anderson. Yeah, no, Anderson's just there. <laughs> they're gonna yeah. start him. He is starting. He's just playing five minutes a game. So I'm like, why are you starting him? <laughs> What's the point? Um, but whatever. Yeah, I think I mean, would they would start a reset before, probably. But anyway, uh, uh, I mean, down the line. I mean, once they're healthy, we'll see what, how it changes. Because right now, Ryan Anderson starting, Trevor Reza starts, uh, Aiton starts, Booker's out because of injury. So Josh Jackson's so Jackson playing shooting playing guard. Too. Yeah. Right, and um, number and the one has been it. It started with Shaq Harrison, and then Isaiah Cannon took over, and then they just signed Jamal Crawford. So maybe Jamal Crawford goes back to point guard for the for the year. <laughs> they they signed Jamal. They signed I didn't. Year. I didn't even fucking know that. Damn. Yeah. I, I kept hearing there were like rumors that Boston might sign him, um, but uh, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even fucking know that, man. Yeah, they just signed him today. Word. Just well, good for them. Yep. That's, that's a good pickup. So, okay, fine. I'll it give is. him a D minus. Um, actually, <laughs> no. I'll give him a. I'll give him an F plus. <laughs> so they went from F minus to F plus. Uh, that's what you get, Phoenix, for for signing Jamal Crawford because I uh, even though he didn't have a good season last year, I just don't think it was a good fit with him and Tibbs. Um, I still think Jamal Crawford like got it. got some left in the tank. Um. Hopefully he can but, do uh, it. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, maybe he can play some point. Um, oh, Devin Booker is coming back. I thought he was gonna be out longer. All right, he should be back Wednesday. Well, there you go. Ah, Look well, there you go. Um, so even it'll be even more interesting to see how they juggle all of these various players. Given that, um, I <laughs> I don't like. Um, so many of their moves. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what, what a new GM can come in and do and like, kind of shake things up and, and you know, hopefully at least get back some of the assets that they lost under uh, McDonough. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they do what uh, Brett Brown did for Philly and, uh, you know, don't get back the entirety of the assets that Colangelo's stupid ass gave up uh, while he was GM, but uh, but they get back something um, to you know kind of help with their you know uh, uh, assets and trading chips and all that down the road. Um, but we'll see. Right. By the way, do you, do you have any idea of who you might like to see as their GM? I haven't even thought about this. I'm just throwing it out there. The Sun. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't really care, honestly. I, I know uh, the owner likes James Jones to keep the job, honestly, but I'm not sure how long. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how that's going to work, but um, I don't know. I have no specific – I don't know. I Hopefully I would bring someone that knows the organization. I'd probably keep something internal, someone they like, someone they know, uh, someone smart. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, – what's his name? 
who was from uh from Cleveland, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name. David Griffin. He got fired last year. Yeah, Griffin. I could see Griffin going to Phoenix. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised by that. I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Um I will say if it it wouldn't like completely ruin um uh NBA on T N T for me, I'd love to see fucking Charles Barkley. <laughs> Just oh my God. <laughs> fucking terrible. That'd be great. Um, yeah. yeah, it would be a fucking shit show, and it would be so much fun to cover. Um, but uh, yes, it, it, I, it, it definitely, I, I want it only for selfish reasons, not because I think it's a good idea. Um, and I think right. Charles Barkley would be the first to tell you um, if, if someone asked him to be a GM, uh, he'd be like, "Are you fucking retarded? Like that? That is uh, that is not a good idea." Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no. I think David. I think David Griffin would be would be a good would be a good selection there. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten another job yet. I was really surprised Philly didn't um didn't go after David. Due time, I say. Um, Due time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it'll happen. Um, maybe Minnesota. Maybe um a shakeup going on there. Um, you know what? And and maybe they could have already had him had they just done what I said and fired Thibodeau the fucking day after the fucking media day. Like, go go through the fucking rings of media day, then the next day, fucking fire his ass, fucking go hire David Griffin, and be like, fucking, hey, get us get us the best deal you can for Jimmy Butler. And David Griffin would be like, I will do that. And then he would do that, and then all this fucking drama would be over. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. Uh, which is why they got a D-. minus. Um, but hey, they still are a notch above the Suns F+. Uh, anyway, moving on. The Portland Trailblazers. Um, didn't really do much. I like Anthony Simons. Um, I'd like him a lot more on a rebuilding team than, you know, a team that's trying to compete. Um, I, I, they did re-sign Nurkic. Um, I didn't, didn't necessarily think that they needed to re-sign Nurkic. I would have Honestly, I probably would have fucking gone with Zach Collins. Um, honestly, um, just because I think right. um, I, I don't know. I think I think you give him that that kid minutes, he could turn into something better than what you get out of Nurkic, um, and it right. it, it would have helped you avoid the luxury tax. Um, but I think I think Lillard would have been really upset had they not kept Nurkic. Um, and I think that probably had a big factor into them re-signing him. Um, they just, they just have. They're a weird team. They're a really good team. They're a really talented team. And I think they the are really, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the thing is, like none of their players, like short of maybe like Myers Leonard, um, is bad. Um, like Myers <laughs> Leonard is is. is He's just not good, man. Like, for, especially for ten million dollars a year, like that's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even like a guy like Evan Turner, who's obviously like way overpaid, he's not bad. Evan Turner's mm-hmm. a good player. Um, right. And then you know you got players like Al Farouk Aminu, um, very solid like player, him. good defender. I like him too. Uh, mm-hmm. Mo Harkless, another guy I like a lot. Um, yeah. But like none of them, like always hurt. Just yeah, yeah. Um, but none of them are like. None of them have really progressed at all. 
Like, right. I mean, kind of, yeah. I, I would have thought, I would have thought that short of Amina, who's already kind of like older, um, but I would have thought like some of these guys would have progressed a little bit, and and no matter how many opportunities they get, none of them do. Um, so, like, yeah, like I, I, I it's just I, I struggle with this team. Um, I, I, I really wish that they could do something to shake it up. Like I, I'm really surprised we haven't heard discussions of them involved in the Butler talks. Um, and maybe they have, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm surprised we haven't heard about it. Um, just because, I mean, I feel like you would, you would, like they would leak it. Like they're like, hey, Dane, like look, we're talking, we're trying to get Jimmy. Um, you know, like we're trying to like shake things up. Don't worry, we're not getting rid of CJ. Like, um, but you know, like. I, like, it wouldn't be that hard to leak a report that basically said uh, Blazers, you know, Blazers interested in Butler not willing to give up McCollum. Can a deal be reached? You know, like, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm surprised we hadn't heard that. Um, but they, they, they need something like that. They're in that kind of same boat as New Orleans with just slightly better wing players because um, they do have slightly better wing players. But, again, but they don't they have do. an Anthony Davis. They are. So yeah, they're but they, you know ultimately they're in the same same base category, um, I, and you know they didn't really make any any great off season additions. So I I gotta go. I gotta go C. Um, I gave the Pels a C plus because they at least added Randall despite losing a couple pieces. You know what? No, I'll go C plus for the Blazers because they they at least didn't lose any major pieces. They didn't gain any major pieces. But they didn't lose any major pieces either. So yeah, I'll, I'll give them the same grade as I gave the Pels. C plus. What's your what are your thoughts? I gave them a fucking D, man. The fucking big signing was Nick Skalskowskis and, and and Seth Curry. What was that, man? I know they got Nurkic back, but like he wasn't exactly exciting last year. Uh, it wasn't like you said. They could have just went with Zach Collins and probably had the same team production. Why, why draft uh, Swanigan and, and Collins and not play them? I mean, like they lost uh, Ed Davis and they lost uh, Bonley, who weren't really doing much anyway. They were just there as like bigs that they were just using, but no one really stood out. Like you were saying, it's just they really have the big three dudes, which is like uh, Lillard and, and CJ. And Nurkic, and after that, it's kind of a free for all. They have Alfa Camino is solid, Mo Harkless is solid, one, you know, occasionally. Uh, Evan Turner is a, a decent six man because he's, he's a big, uh, almost like a big point guard, more or less. Um, yeah. But I guess that's why they went and picked up a Seth Curry and Nick Stauskas because those guys are known for their shooting ability, and Evan Turner's going to be handling them off the bench anyway, so they figured they added more shooting to their lineup. I get yeah. the logic behind it. It's just those aren't exactly what I'm talking They're just not. They're not going to move the needle, in my opinion, unless they shoot out of their yeah. minds and they're going to have a killer all in a bench. I just don't see it. Uh, Zach Collins, I right. like. I think this kid, Jake Lehman, uh, he had a, he's had a really good preseason so far. I keep an eye on that kid. I, I've been impressed with that kid so far this preseason. Uh, I've been pre-season. watching that kid. Uh, been watching that kid for yeah, two years. He's good. Shit. <laughs> so he's pretty good. He's been he's been pretty good this year, uh, at least yeah. for uh, this preseason. So. I, yeah, like, we'll I like what I've seen uh, him uh, so far uh, taking over. Reminds me of Mike Dunleavy. Spot. Mike Dunleavy was decent. <laughs> like, like yeah, that's the best words you could come up with for him because he wasn't anything more Man, than Dunleavy that. Dunleavy was 
Don Levy was an okay player, right, man? <laughs> um, okay. But that's, I mean, that's really it. There's no, they, there's no one on the team besides the that really excites It's kind of where it is with them. They, they, that's why I just, I have them missing the playoffs right now. I really do. And so, I yep. mean, I was proven wrong last year. They caught, they came out of nowhere and surprised me last year. They, they could possibly do it again. But I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I got I got him fringe. I got him like Sydney. I think the eight seed. So I, I don't think it's that far fetched. Yeah. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we got five minutes. We got the Kings, the Spurs, and the Jazz. So um, fuck the Kings because nobody cares. They're gonna suck. Um, and yeah, and 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 Bagley might be a bust. I'm not. I'm not gonna say he is a bust, but he might be a bust. Um, and and I no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> but I will say, I think Harry Giles will be the best power forward on that team this season. Um, the Spurs. Um, the Spurs is the team I want to talk about, and I'm gonna let you talk about the Jazz. Uh, I really like the Spurs pickup. Uh. I love, man, I love I love the fact that they were able to get DeRozan. I love that they brought in Bellinelli. The injury concerns really sucked, man. Losing Dejounte Murray and Eric White, like Murray for the season, oh. White for the first like six to eight weeks. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, so Patty Mills yeah. is gonna have to hold on the court. You're gonna get to see Bellinelli mm-hmm. run the point, and I'm telling you, I saw him do it last year in Atlanta, and he can fucking do it. And I have total confidence that the Spurs are not going to fucking miss a beat. They, they, you ain't going to fucking they've know been, uh, gone. Um, they've been using Brent They're going to be really fucking good. They're going to have a home court advantage. A lot of fucking people out there are saying the Spurs are going to be lucky to make the playoffs or, um, you know, they're a fringe playoff team. Fuck y'all. They're not a fringe playoff team. Until they prove otherwise, they're not a fringe playoff team. Pop is still the fucking king uh, as far as coaches go. And they're – I. Still, I think they're still going to be really, really, really fucking good. Um, I got on that. I think it's the fourth seed, um, and maybe even the third seed. They're going to be battling for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I really like them. Uh, your thoughts on the Jazz? Oh, by the way, uh, I'm going to say B plus for the Spurs. Sucks losing Kawhi Leonard, um, but I still like uh, I still like their pickups um, and yeah. uh, the yeah, their, and their signings. De- yeah, and, and DeRozan and Portal getting a first-round pick out of it. Um, yeah. Fair enough. So I'm going to go B-plus. But your thoughts yeah. on the Jazz? Two starters and a first-round pick. Can't go wrong with that. I agree with you. They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, Jazz are probably also going to make the playoffs. Uh, bro, definitely are they were not a sleeper anymore. They are definitely here to stay. This squad can mm-hmm. compete. They play hard. They got Rubio. They got the Spider, Mitchell. Uh, they They're just – Long and they defend. Man, Rudy Gobert is just blocking everything he sees. It's just you know depth is going to probably still be an issue for them. But I, I like them, man. I really do. As long as they stay healthy, because their bench teams always get hurt in some capacity. With Jay Crowder and and uh, uh, what, what's the camera? Some of the guys on the bench at the moment. Yeah, then Tabo. Tabo's okay. Tabo's weird, but <laughs> that wouldn't call like it. Grayson Allen. They picked up. I like their draft with Grayson Allen. Thought that. Oh was yeah, Grayson Allen. Excellent is healthy. Grayson Allen's good. Uh, keeping uh, what's his fucking name? The the Aussie guy that they drafted five. I forget his name. The point guard, Exum Dante Exum. Exum Dante Exum. I like him. Yeah, like him a lot. And yeah. of course, he's uh, hurt a lot. Uh, Royce O'Neal, who came out of nowhere and yeah. got minutes. Yeah. And it seems like he's 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 got a niche in the team, and they like him, and he's he's producing and good for him. You know, Jazz are going to be good. I have no doubt about it. They're going to be uh competing. I don't know how far they're going to go. I still have them maybe around five 
I think five in the in the West right now. Uh, they're good, and they're, they're no one you should not be sleeping on the Jazz. They're just gonna get better, in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely are. And uh, shout out to the um, biggest uh, on court shit talker of the playoffs last season, Joe Motherfucking Ingles. Um, I like Joe that Ingles. Too. Another What's Aussie. that? Yeah, Aussie. yeah, another Aussie. <laughs> Um, they, they, they need to fucking bring in Andrew Bogut on that team. Get 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 that guy on that <laughs> ten day. He's playing. Um, I just love to hear the fucking banner, man. Australian team. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, 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 seriously though, like throw him on there. Uh, but anyway, uh, fun fun show. Uh, good little recap. NBA starts tomorrow. We're gonna be here Thursday to cover all of Tuesday and Wednesday's Wednesday's action, including. My Hawks versus Joel's Knicks happening Wednesday. It's going to be so Eat much it. fucking fun to Eat talk it, about Nick. that. Uh, I, who, who you got? Are you going, I'm assuming you're, going, you're taking your Knicks, right? I'm taking Knicks all day, every day, even on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to go Hawks. I think Trey Young's going to drop 22, uh, and Prince is going to be uh, the guy who shuts down Knox uh, to say, Welcome to the league, rookie. We'll see how it goes. Don't worry about uh, it. Join us Knox Thursday. Gonna... Uh, until then, uh, we'll see. <laughs> until then, peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.